Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Raina Starr. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please go on Facebook and check out the social media link to the Halloween sale for wickedwitchstudios.com. She's got her limited edition Halloween candles and sets ready to go, so get them while you can. She will be selling them through the end of October super excited about it. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Also, if you are new to the show, welcome. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk of any kind might upset you, this may not be the show for you. But I think it is, because I think you already know we've been doing this shit for 10 years. We're going to keep rolling like that. All right. My guest tonight, I am so absolutely excited and beside myself. Uh, My guest tonight is the amazing Sandra Mariah Wright. Sandra is, she's incredible. She's a high priestess in Salem, Massachusetts. She's a writer. You can get copies of her two books now, co-written with Leanne. Marama, who is fantastic, who we will talk about behind her back or in front of her face. I don't know. Um, and you can get copies of the signed books at omensalem.com. Sandra also owns one of my favorite shops in the world, Gallows Hill Witchery. It is an occult supply company. You cannot beat it. I'm just saying we'll talk more about that shortly as well. In addition, uh, she manages the biggest annual psychic fair in the country, the Salem Psychic Fair and Witches Market. She has also appeared on the Travel Channel Showtime and the new season of Real Housewives of New York. In addition, as if that isn't enough, which it is, but as if that isn't enough, she is also lead singer to one of the greatest Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac tribute bands called Go Your Own Way. Is that enough for one person or 20? I'm asking you. Anyway, here she is, the amazing Sandra Mariah Wright. Hi, lovey. Wow, what a welcome. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. That's incredible. You're too generous and kind. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not not at all. I mean, Seriously, you are so fantastic. I adore you so much. You are an amazing, amazing person. You did so much for not only the community, but, I mean, everyone. You are just an incredible superwoman. I, I don't know what I would personally do without you. And everybody oh my gosh, is awesome. just... Thank you. Thank you so much. My gosh. My gosh. Well, I think you're amazing. And I think that's, that's part of, I think that's part of it is that, especially in our, in our little crystal coven that we have, um, everybody is a star as far as I'm concerned. And you're rain a star. So there you go. But to me, (laughs) I, I, I wholly believe when, when Crowley said every man and every woman is a star, I, I really, I, I dig that vibe. That's my jam. I really feel yeah. that um, there's everyone, and we can all shine. Look up at that sky. Look at how many stars there are. Um, there's no reason yep. why we can't uplift and support each other. Um, it's a big, you know, it's a big part of what I believe is a part of teaching the craft is teaching yep. the idea of, of empowerment alongside personal responsibility, um, you know, and 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 so many other things, but uh, but I really feel like, you know, the having the understanding 
that it is that is about empowering people. It's not about having power over people. It's about empowering people. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, I honestly and, feel you know, like if, I, if everybody out here, sorry, I was just saying, if everybody out here was was happier with their own lives, yeah. we would have a it'd be a better world, you know. So I feel like empowered people and people that are you know, living the lives that they choose are so much, you know, it's, they're just so much happier. So wouldn't that be great if everybody could just be happy? (laughs) I totally agree. I'm very, very lucky. I have an amazing day job and I get to do this at night and on weekends. So I consider myself one of the luckiest people I know because like you, yeah, I, I, I believe in the power of, creating the life you want. I'm totally, totally on board with that and trying to spread that happiness and joy to other folks who may not be feeling it. I think that's part of what we do as witches. I think it's part of the responsibility to our fellow witches, you know. I mean, we have to lift each other up. Everybody wants to be in this crazy competition, and I'm like, why? It's it's not a pie, you know. It's an infinite amount of energy from the universe that we all get to share in. What's the problem? <laughs> but that's me, <laughs> you know. Yep, this is probably absolutely. And, with you so much. Yes, and I, I feel that. I really strongly feel that. I think that um, you and I come from not from a place of lack, um, and from an and from a place of fear, but more from a place right. of, you know, gratitude and a place of love, you know. And I feel like when you're coming oh, yeah. from that place, and I'm not talking, I'm not talking like Bambi Pambi, like love and light stuff. I'm I'm legit talking about like really honestly taking a look at what, you know, what you have, and being able mm-hmm. to say, you know what, I am, I am. Uh, and I don't think I'm not one of those like we create our own universe because let's face it, at best we're co-creating it because everybody else out sure. here is also out here with their own free will. Um, but I yep. feel like you know we we do when you take a certain amount of responsibility for your choices and you realize your yep. power and you understand that yep. you know you're capable of 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 great things and you can you can move towards the things that you love. You know, it's and it's a journey. It doesn't happen instantaneously, but it's a journey. And you and you're on that path. Yeah. I think it it makes a huge difference. I totally agree. Speaking of great things, we we've got to talk a little bit about why we're here tonight. I mean, so your first book. I'm assuming that your first book was was um, reading the leaves. Is that correct? Co-written Re- with Leanne. Yes. Yes, yes, Leanne, yes. So that's that's our first book, Reading the Leaves, and it's all about the ancient art and modern magic of tea leaf divination. So, right. uh, and in a way, it's different than any other book on tea leaf reading because we actually do talk about um, mediumship, which right. we thought we were resurrecting an old uh, Victorian practice um, mm-hmm. because we had seen, you know, we had seen some, some things and we, and we thought like a, there was a thing called a spirit kettle and I, uh-huh. I had purchased what was called a spirit kettle. And so we were, you know, we were thinking like, yeah. this is, you know, this is something that they did was they actually used as practice to speak with spirit, you know? And um, yeah. our dear friend, you know, Sean Poirier was also, you know, under the same impression and was talking to us about uh, creating, you know, an event for Festival of the Dead. And that's where the morning mm-hmm. came from. And it's, and it's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. So, you know, morning as in like being in mourning. And so we created right. this event. Um, and I believe 2007 was the first time that we held it, and we've held it, you know, in, and it's been held annually ever since. And I feel like, you know, we were thinking when we were starting to write the book, okay, well, we're definitely going to go into this because this is a practice we've been doing with people, um, you know, right. for years. And so we went to um, we went to research source material 
to talk about the Victorians' practices with it, because I mean, we knew our, we knew our practice with it. We knew it was it was working for us, and so many people that we had taught over the years that had come to the event. But we were like, all right, let's go, let's go back and get the source material for this, so that we can yep. really talk about the origins of this practice. And um, the joke was on us because there was none. And so we realized, wow, okay, so we basically invented this. Um, and, you know, looking at all these previous tea leaf reading books and looking at all, all this stuff, no one was talking about it. So we were like, wow, okay, so I guess we, we were given this gift from spirit, and now yep. it's time to share it with the world with a bunch of people that will never probably get to come and do this with us in Salem. They might never be able to travel right. to Salem to do this with us or any of the other places that we've held similar teas. And we were like, let's, let's bring this to the masses. Let's bring, let's put this knowledge out there. Let's, let's make this accessible to everybody, you know, and that's what we did. And, um, and thankfully, it was um, it was also published in England, so we got a beautiful hardcover out of it, which was great. Um, nice. And they did such a <laughs> such a beautiful job. And you can get it at Waterstones, and there's a couple of other British um, bookstores that will ship it to you. So, um, and oh, they nice. Even, like with Waterstones, I don't even think they charged um, for real steel because it's just oh. a gorgeous. It has Lisa's. It has Lisa's teacup on the front with the gold leaf on the symbols on the inside uh-huh. of the cup. I mean, it's just absolute Ooh. stunner of a book, and it's just gorgeous. Wow. So we we got so lucky, got so lucky with that, and it was beautiful. And so that was our first baby, and um, and yep. that will always be. That will always that book will always be special. It contains recipes from Leanne's family that have been handed down, recipes from my wow. family that have been handed down, including yep. mm-hmm. my mom's amazing New England whoopie pies, which people have been asking <gasps> me for that recipe my my whole entire life. Some people wow. wanted the book just for that recipe. I'm not going to lie. There were people that were like, I need a copy of that. They have no intention of doing tea leaf readings. They're literally just buying it for the recipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, it's but like, you know it's what? too That's funny. That's wonderful. That's yeah, just wonderful no, yeah, that you, you, know, you, you, you brought back, not only did you bring the whoopie pies, but you brought back something that I think a lot of people don't practice anymore and and don't even think to explore tea leaf reading anymore along with mediumship. It seems like it's a really dying art. I mean, my cousin had bought me uh, a teacup. It was a tea leaf reading set, but, I mean, the cup was already pre-marked with what different areas of the cup mean i mean it's not real tea leaf reading i think she was she's not uh, one of us so she was kind of doing her best at the time but i think it's beautiful that you you delve into these things and you share the source material for the things that you've done your research on and and it's really incredible and i and i appreciate the way you do well I, it's and it really is about you as a person not just about your quality as a writer. It, it speaks to me a lot about you as a person because you are so open and you are so giving and you are so generous with everything. I mean, in the in the not too long time that I've known you, it's like, what, a year or two at this point? But, I mean, yep. just your generosity of spirit, how, you, how we interact, how you interact with new folks, you're so warm and so welcoming, and every time we have a coven meeting, as it were, the Crystal Coven, uh, as we call it, um, it feels like we're all sitting together in the same room, just hanging out and looking at beautiful things that you have for your, you know, your Gallows Hill Witchery, which is one of my favorite places on the planet Earth to shop. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Um, because I want to talk about Gallows Hill uh, witchery because it's amazing. But I also want to talk about the new book, <laughs> Lighting the Way. Absolutely. So tell me, Absolutely. Please Thank tell you. me about that. Yes. So we, when we got a, we got a lovely warm reception for, um, for Reading the Leaves. When we originally sent the proposal for Reading the Leaves, we proposed it as um, – 
as a series. So we knew from the mm-hmm. outset that we wanted to do multiple books in the series. So when, when it came time to talk about the second book, um, I was saying we should do the crystal, you know, we should follow it up with the book on crystals. Uh-huh. And, um, but I said we could also possibly do a book on candles. Like that could be the second or the third book. You know, we were tossing out ideas. And so um, they really loved the idea of the candle book. And so we went, we went ahead and went with that next. But we knew the crystal book would probably be coming. And, of course, um, we weren't even finished. Um, you know, the ink wasn't even dry on on the crystal yep. book came to me and said gosh you know let's get that crystal book happening really fast and i was like okay so we went we re- literally back to back wrote um lighting the wick and awakening the crystals we back to back wrote them um and that's why awakening the crystals is coming out so fast after lighting the wick because that'll be that's pub, that pub date for that is um march 29th of, of next year so it's coming right along you know early spring so we just we had so much you know obviously i had obviously i had a lot to say about crystals you know um but also uh-huh. there was such an energy there was such an energy for lighting the wick because as we as we started writing it is when you know we were c- coming into the pandemic and it was like this is what we were doing to stay connected with people from all over the world that we had you know that we had met and and made friends with um, you know, online or at our events that would then come to our events every year and go home and that we would stay in contact with them on our Facebook and everything. And what we were doing, you know, I, I joke around that Leanne and I basically became the, the Mr. Rogers neighborhood of the pagan or, or witchcraft world because we were meeting yeah. with people every every morning on Zoom. We were holding our tea time and anybody could yep. come and join us and we would host it and we would I would start it off by leading everybody in a grounding. And then, you know, once we got there, Leanne would would pull a tarot card. I would pull an oracle card. So we were looking at, like, here's, you know, here's the the card to say, like, this, the tarot card we'd be looking at, here's what's going to happen today or here's what we can expect from today. The oracle card we would use as, here's, here's, this is our, this should be our approach to this. This should be our strategy. Then we would, um, teach I would lead about a crystal we would get delve into a crystal then Leanne would bring an herb and we would delve into the herb and every day kinship and teaching and grounding and just being with everybody and holding space with everybody and anybody that wanted to join in was welcome and you know some days we'd have 10 or 12 people someday we'd have 26 or 28 people and it just depended on who could make it that morning and so many people were like this is keeping me going because this is it this is during the shutdown this is when nobody was going anywhere everybody was home everything was right. you know if you weren't an essential if you weren't an essential worker um everything was shut down and it was like this is what was keeping us social and keeping us connected to our community and it was like every yeah. day, um, every every morning we started. The, I would start the day off lighting candles, and I talk about this in lighting the wick. That every morning I started lighting candles, and then going into the tea time, and and every evening again lighting more candles and preparing for the next morning's tea time because we would literally, you know, prep like Leanne would start saying, well, what herb am I going to do tomorrow? And I would start saying, yeah, what crystal am I going to do tomorrow? And we would literally prep every night for the next day. And so mm-hmm. this really, we delved so deeply into our spirituality during the shutdown. We were doing magic every single day. We were connecting. And every night, you know, it was like we were connecting with people. We were just really, really immersing ourselves in the magic. And it was it was an amazing time, honestly. We made the best of it. And we connected with so many people. And we made new friends. And we kept people going. And we, we got so many you know, we had so many people reach out and say, you know, you guys really kept me positive through it all. You, you, you know, I, yep. I felt so, I felt so safe and I felt grounded and I felt, you know, I felt connected and I, you know, and some people, you know, really did not have a lot of interaction with people during that period. And it was like something we could all look forward to every single day. And it, it was just so 
It was so important to us. And that's part of the reason um, that lighting the wick is, is, you know, that's part of the dedication of the book is to those tea timers because it really, honestly, yeah. it, it, was a, it was a stressful time and it was incredible to be able to, to serve, you know, the community that, in that function. And you do it every day. I mean, and I see how you do it every day. I, I see you giving people encouragement, uh, advice when, when asked for. Um, you know, you bring up interesting things, like the whole witch ball thing that you had been talking about online. I'm like, yeah, I remember seeing witch balls when I was a little girl, but I didn't know that's what they were called at the time. But I was always fascinated because they were always beautiful and out in people's yards. Certain people had them out in their yards, and it was always cool. But I, I Yeah, just, the gazing, the gazing balls, yeah. The gazing balls, yeah. And I mean, yeah. but it's just so indicative of your approach to everything. And, you know, you you're, you were just talking about how, you know, the, the tea would bring everybody together and you would do that, in, you know, in the morning and or during the day. And, you know, for me, somebody who actually was still working and, you know, and still very active in my, my day work had the Crystal Coven stuff to look forward to, the whole gallows and witchery uh, thing, which is, please talk about that a little bit, but first, just tell me a little bit more about Lighting the Wick. Um, it, tell, me, tell me what's in it. I mean, did, uh, did you specially write spells, or are these spells that you've been using for years? I'm sure you go into colors and moon phase. I'm sure you do everything, because... That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We, um, some of these are, so we talk about spells that, that have worked for us through the years. Um, there were, there yeah. were a couple of newer, you know, there were a couple of newer ones um, that had come up from recent, you know, issues that prompted us to, you know, to look into certain things because we, we do sort of break it down in terms of the spells in the book. We break them down based on um, the intentions, you know, so we'll write a chapter right. about uh, health and wellness, or we'll write a chapter about protection, or we'll write a chapter about success, you know, and f like financial stability, success, and things of that nature, uh, business, you know, business-oriented yep. stuff. And obviously, some of these things are newer because um, our own personal needs, you know, were, were driving it, like Leanne opening Pentagram, um, and yep. she talks about the magic that they do there on the daily um, because they, you know, they do magic there each morning when they're getting ready to open the store. So she's talking about the candles that they light. Um, and so some of this stuff is stuff that we've been doing for years and years. There's definitely uh, stuff in there that has been a part of my personal practice for, for decades. And then there's other stuff that, uh -huh. that has been generated out of need for, from recent times. Um, there are family charms in there. Again, um, Leanne shares some of her uh, Italian strega uh, folklore from her family from, from Italy, and I share some of the Irish charms. Um, so there's, a cer there's yep. you know, certain things and personal anecdotes of times that we were taught spells by, by someone else. And then there's also the divination side, because with Leanne and I, that's, that's a piece of it. Um, is sure. uh, teaching people how to use candles for divination. So um, there's a number of different divination methods, including Nostradamus's wax reading method, um, but, and Ooh. that goes back centuries, but, but also um, reading the flame, so scrying and flame scrying itself. We talk about... Wow. Um, we talk about, you know, candles in seances. We talk about seances. We talk about scrying. Um, we talk about wax reading, uh, two different methods for that. So the, the pouring of the wax uh -huh. into the water. And then also uh -huh. when you're doing a spell candle that you're not encasing in glass, allowing that wax to spill down and then being able to read that wax for the, you know, I guess you'd say for looking forward to seeing the results of the spell and trying to divine some of the information that would be helpful 
you know, for you to get what it is that you're working on, for you to, you know, things that you may need warnings or things you may need to watch for or ideas mm. about mm-hmm. what that spell could bring. And so, you know, we go into the divination aspects of wax or candles as well, as well as we always touch on the history, not like a heavy history lesson where you'd yawn through it, but it's definitely a chapter in the beginning always about, you know, about humans first interactions with these tools as we, you know, always delve into the history and try to trace this practice back. That's part of that whole ancient sure. art and modern magic uh, flow of the series is we're looking at, yeah. well, what are the origins of this? In Lighting the Wick, we talk about women being the first uh, spell candle makers. So we, we talk about the history of, of the Bayberry candle and and the nice. life that, you know, something something that I've been doing, you know, for, for so long is, is um, giving – people close to me, uh, coven members or, or uh, you know, loved ones close to me, giving them bayberry candles um, to burn, you know, to, um, to bring in the new year because it was this old practice and something that I was taught, you know, many years ago. So we talk about that and just all kinds of, it's always, um, you know, a bit of a personal you know, journey in there as well. There's an afterword um, in Lighting the Wick that is extremely personal to me, um, but something that had happened during the writing of the book that I felt compelled to share. Um, And so, yeah, and then the crazy thing is that the the publisher decided that it was, um, you know, that it was great for me to uh, be the one to do the audio book, which I'm so, so grateful for. And, and Leanne actually uh, reads, reads her introduction in the audio book, which is available on Audible or um, wherever you get your audio books, you know. So if you're an Audible person uh-huh. or if you're, a, you know, Kindle, Kindle person or whatever, um, you know, there it's available, the audio book. And some people have told me that they bought the physical book and then they're listening to the audio book and reading along with the audio. Yep. And it's just, yep. I love that because it's like, I, I just think that's great. It's like I'm, you know, I'm I'm telling a story, you know. So I'm really yeah, excited about. Yeah, I think that's really excited about that. That's you should be. I am. I mean, and I I get goosebumps for my friends because I'm not a writer. I'm a talker. It's what I do. Um, you know, I don't have the kind of talent necessary to do a quarter of. <laughs> you managed to do. I mean, you are like a one woman everything. And I I sit in awe of you a lot of the time because I know how crazy life can get. And I've been in a band before. Um, I was a singer for many years in a previous life. And to do that and everything else and write, which, I'm sorry, writers just astound me because talk about putting yourself out there forever, literally. I mean, every word that you write that gets published is there forever. So I just think that's incredible. And my brain locks up when I try to write a letter to a friend, much less try to write a book. So I'm completely blown away and fascinated. Um, because I'm, I, I, I don't know. I and I love artists. I, lo- you know, we, I have had pagan artists on of all kinds, um, but you are just, <laughs> you do everything. It's like if I were to ever have a manager, I would want you to manage me or somebody just like <laughs> you because you seem to be able to do. No, 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 no. Because you seem to be able to do everything at once. And the band. I mean, and I've been in bands, and I know how hard that is. And, I mean, I did bands and a day job, and I thought I was going to lose my damn mind. You do 9,000 other things in addition to that. And, yes, we are going to talk about Gallows Hill witchery in a minute, but I just have to say this. Don't kill me, okay? So, Sandra, as I have already said repeatedly, um, is in a band called Go Your Own Way, which is a great band. Um, If you get a chance, 
please go, please go, please go check the dates because she's amazing. But we recently found a cover that you did of Adele's Hello that made me, first of all, it gave me chills and the shakes of joy because we stood around the computer. My husband. My family, st- okay, so my husband walks over and says, oh, you're listening to Adele. I said, nope. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, that's my friend. <laughs> and he's like, wow. It was amazing. It was amazing. Blows the doors off. So not only is she talented as a witch, she's an amazing singer, a great person, a great friend. Can we now talk about the Crystal Coven? Oh my gosh, yes, let's. Um, I love, I love doing, I love finding these gorgeous crystal treasures and linking them up with the people that they truly belong with. And I, I, it's not, I don't know if anything that I do for work ever brings me quite as much joy as being able to connect somebody with their magical tools that they, that they need and, and want. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a pleasure for me, especially when somebody gives me a wish list item that they're like, I've been searching for this. Can you find me this? Because I, I'm being called to this or, you know, I've, I've been yep. directed to get this or I, you know, whatever it is, like I feel so strongly that I would like this um, and I want to work with this stone or this crystal. And I'm like, yes, I, I will search this out. And I just, I love when I, I send a picture to somebody and I say, here it is, and they're like, oh, my God, I love it. You know, and they, it, it's just, it, mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love connecting people with, you know, with, the, with their tools. Um, sitting here at the top of Gallows Hill right now, and uh, this is where yeah. I grew up, and this is, this is my home. And, you know, mm-hmm. I love the energy, um, you know, having everything be able to um, spend a little time here before it goes on to the next leg of its journey where, where it's meeting the person that, yeah. that it belongs with at this time in this place. And it's like, it's just, for me, that it means a lot. I handpick everything myself. Yep. Um, I choose every, every piece myself. I would like to think that I do have an eye. Um, I've been told that many mm-hmm. times. I, you know, I, I, I'm a Libra, so the, the aesthetics yes. matter to me. Um, but I also feel like, um, it's a vibe, it's a vibration. And I've had many people say, you know, I like to get my crystals from you because I love the vibration. I love the feel of them. When I get them, they feel great. So that matters to me. The look of them matters, but also the feel of them. The feel of them is the ultimate test. And when people say, you know, oh my gosh, like, I held it in my hands for the first time and I got chills or I cried or I, you know, whatever, or especially, especially my crystal skulls, especially connecting people with the skulls that they are supposed to be with is some of the highest work that I do. And I, I literally had a person come up to me at Hexfest and say to me, I watched your crystal I was in your crystal skull class at WitchCon um and it changed my life and I was just like whoa high praise blown away thank you so much for that praise it's I don't take any of that for granted I think I'm a vessel I'm a I'm a delivery system in some fashion I feel like as a priestess um it's not it's not about me it's about what I am channeling to, you know, to the people that need to hear it or see it or have it or experience it yep. or become yep. it. And, and it's, it's like, I'm, I'm a channel for this. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing something through. Uh, and I'm, I'm yep. continuously bl- blown away and humbled. And I think that's part of the reason that Ganesha is uh, my number one patron, because I feel like, um, the humility aspect of it is so important, and all of these things. Um, for those of you that you know are listening and know the charge, I take that list, that laundry list at the end. I take very seriously compassion, yeah. balanced with power. You know, 
um, the humility aspect of it, accepting the honors, but also staying humble, um, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and being able to, um, you know, being able to step outside of yourself and see the greater picture. And, and it's, it's, um, I love Gallus Hill witchery because it's much more to me than, um, than just a shopping experience. As you were mentioning earlier, it's a, the camaraderie. It's a, it, it's a group it feel is. that um, when it people is. step into it, they're just like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is just, I'm just connecting with like-minded people. This is a kinship and a place for me to be me and be accepted exactly as I am and to connect with other people and accept them exactly as they are and to laugh and yeah. joke and enjoy each other's company. And, you know, yeah. and that's the vibe, you know, and, and everyone, everyone that can bring that vibe and operate at that level is welcome. And I, I've got to tell you, I, as somebody who has been a practicing witch for, oh, wow, longer than you've probably been alive, um, I'll be 60 next month. So, yeah, a really super-duper long time. I have been solitary for the past most of 20 years. And I will tell you that the vibe if you're a solitary and you would like a little bit more of community, Gallatil witchery isn't just, again, as Sandra just said, it's not just a shopping experience. It is a bonding. It is a like mind. It is a fun. We laugh. Oh my gosh, do we laugh. Uh, you know, we, we tease our hostess. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely one I'm talking to. Uh, we do give her a good ribbing. We have coven mates. We we lovingly call each other coven mates. Um, you know that you get to know over time. You know certain things that certain folks are going to go for. I will also say. This lady is so special to me, and part of the reason why this lady is so special to me is because as someone who has been practicing over 45 years, um, I will tell you that I had never bought a skull in my entire time that I've been a practicing witch, never. I never had one in the home. My mother didn't have them. My grandmother never had any that I ever saw. This lady presents a skull, and all of a sudden, something I have never been interested in before, my jaw drops. I am now addicted. I love all of the skulls I have purchased. They're all beautiful. They all speak. They all have their own personalities. It's been said to me that the dead, our, our beloved ancestors, can come to us through these items, and that means a lot. I guess the closer I get to death, the more interested I am in that type of thing. So I just want to thank you publicly for introducing that aspect into my life and making me feel not just that it was okay, but feel good about it and really connected. Thank you so much for that. Um, I think it really speaks a lot to, um, you know, to that, what you were just saying, like, as you're getting closer to that phase of your life, where you're mm-hmm. looking to step back into spirit, you came, yep. um, and exploring yep. the idea of, you know, connecting with those who are there, and spending some time mm-hmm. there, um, the idea yep. of that becomes that much more vital. Working on Festival of the Dead since 2002, I have had an mm. acute awareness of spirit. Um, because honestly, even though Festival of the Dead only runs between October 1st and October 31st here in Salem, we are behind the scenes prepping and creating what happens here all year long. So we are connecting with psychics. We are working on the idea behind the events and how the events are going to be unfolding and working on everything from something like um, creating the playlist for the dumb supper or 
um, working yep. on the theme of the witch's ball and how are we going to deliver the theme to everyone and what is going to be the push, you know, at the circle of on the common on Halloween night. What, you know, what are the, what is the message and, you know, talking these things through and planning these things through and bringing everyone together. Ultimately it's dozens and dozens and dozens of people that make all this actually happen and connecting all of these people and staying connected with them and and basically like I don't know I'm I'm kind of in a way I'm a, I'm a bit of a ringleader I guess for all of this because I I'm working with you know so many different talented people to like make it all happen you know and and to be able to yeah. manage all of them and and just to be able to um you know to to choose you know certain people to to be, you know, a part of it, hiring the psychics and things of that nature and, and bringing them all together. Sure. Um, it's like, it's an incredible honor and it's an amazing journey, but it definitely pulls me closer to death and it, it makes it, it makes me so acutely aware, you know, of our mortality. Mm-hmm. It really does. Like working oh, yeah. on Festival of the Dead all yeah. these years, it really has. And so my connection with the skulls really has been fueled in part by that and the idea of, um, of, you know, what it is that, um, you know, that, that we're, that we are trying to honor and trying to get people because in our society, in the greater part of our society, not the witchcraft world, but in the greater part of our society, and I suppose to some degree in the witchcraft world as well, um, you know, death is something we're kind of like, ooh, ah, ooh, you know, ah, ooh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I want yeah. to go delving, you know, too deeply into this. But it's important yeah. that we do. And it's important that we don't turn our heads away from it. And that instead, we go into it and we understand and sit with our fear and then maybe uncover things behind that fear. And hopefully by the time it's our time, to transition to spirit, we have prepared ourselves mm-hmm. completely as much as we can while we're embodied for that journey. And we've prepared those around yeah. us for, for our journey as well as their own, you know, for, for a time when we will leave them and for their own time to leave. And that's a big, that's a big responsibility that we take very seriously. And, you know, and the idea of the skulls and being able to connect with those in spirit and give them a voice and to give them, it really, the, the skulls are a focus for us. Our, yeah. I kind of think of it almost like if, you're, if you were driving along back in the day when there were actually telephone booths, right? Um, yeah. A, skull, a skull on the spirit plane is like a telephone booth. It's like a spirit comes along and says, aha, this is a place mm-hmm. that I have been able to connect and use to connect. And so I am going to step into this phone booth and be able to connect. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really, Absolutely. it's that kind of, it's that shape because I talk about, we, we talk about in Awakening the Crystals that the shape of the crystal, the shape that the crystal takes can also affect its usage. It can affect what is it used for, how is it used, what is it, what are its, you know, what are its special properties based on its shape. And the skulls, sure. you know, they, they are, they're talkers. They've got, you know, they've got mouths. They're, they're actually we look into their eyes. We can look into that, that form reminds us of what, it, what lies beneath our skin, all of us. And so yeah. it, it yeah. calls to us our own mortality. It calls to us the, more, you know, the mortality of others around us, and it connects us with those who have already made that journey back, you know, into spirit. And so it's like I, I just – that I think is one of the – that's one of the tools that I feel the most, um, I don't know, like I, it, it's, uh, it's one of the most, I guess, emotional um, things that I connect people with. As much as, you know, there are so many different shape, shapes of crystals, but I think it becomes, yeah. um, it becomes so personal to somebody and it becomes oh, yeah. and almost 
you know, and for many people, it's like it, it, it becomes it's something that embodies, it embodies a spirit or, or, may, or maybe many, you know, so it's like, it's really, um, it's, uh, it's incredible heavy work in many ways, but I, yes. I just love it. I mean, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a skull keeper. I love, you know, talking to other yeah. people and, and, and even, you know, people like yourself that have become skull keepers, you know, and, and you weren't planning on it, but yeah. here you are. Absolutely. And it's such a significant tool um, because it's the only thing like it. Sometimes if you need a, a certain type of crystal, you but, but it's not available, like you would have a suggestion of, okay, well, I don't have this on hand right now, but I can offer you this, which has similar properties. Something about the skulls. They are so unique, and even if you have two that look the same, they're not the same. They are, you can't explain it other than it is such a significant piece of equipment, Um, especially for somebody like me who has been, quite frankly, before the last 10 years, terrified of my mortality, really frightened by it, frightened by the idea of death. And, you know, through you and through some of my other friends and, um, you know, experiences, but especially lately with the skulls and having met you, you came along into my life at a really significant time where I was ready to say, okay, maybe we need to let go of some of this fear and just accept and embrace. And you brought these beautiful skulls into my life. I, I think I have like six or seven now, I, and they're all different, and I love them all. And the last two I got are not ready to speak their names yet, but I know they're coming, which, of course, I will share because uh, I always post pictures of them when they're ready to go. Um, otherwise, I get yelled at. That's a long story. Anyway, but you brought this but you did. You brought this into my life at a very significant time, and it's been a comfort to have them. So if anybody who's listening is kind of like me and mortality freaks you out a little bit, especially your own, um, seriously, I, I really encourage anybody listening, if you haven't experienced uh, a Gallows Hill Witchery uh, evening event, uh, that is done online. It, it's such fun. I, I totally encourage you. There's something for everyone, really. The, the pieces are picked by hand. You can see it in the quality, even through the screen. And I will tell you, the things that look so amazing on the screen, I promise you, are ten times more amazing in person because of the care that this woman takes with every single piece. There is never a dud. There's never a less than. They're all beautiful. They're all unique. I have tons of them. This woman owns half my house right now. No, I mean, but seriously. But that's a personal choice. I mean, seriously. There have been things, let me tell you something, and it's so true. If something is meant for you, it's really meant for you. You had a skull, the oyster, I call it the oyster skull. I'm not sure what it's actually made out of. But she had this skull, and I kept looking at this skull. And one week would go by, and nobody would get the skull. And another week would go by, and nobody would get the skull. And finally, I'm like, that is waiting for me. And I got it on the (laughs) next one. And it it came home, and it was just love, and it's my protector. I have skulls everywhere. I even bought, and sometimes if you're lucky, she actually has little bitty skulls. When I say little bitty, they're like two inches big. They're not exactly minute. But I, they're small enough for me to hide on my desk at work. So I've got oh, one that, that lives in my <laughs> Yeah, honey, it lives in my office. Let somebody come by and see that and go, what? Yeah, try that. I'm, I don't care. The skull keeps me company. The skull keeps me focused. They do all kinds of different things for you. You're going to fall in love just like I did. You're going to find things that connect to you, things that are calling your name. It's so true. 
Honey, let me tell you something. The person I work with picked up my purse once, and she's like, do you have rocks in here? And you're like, yeah, a bunch of them. (laughs) I do. I do. I have golden obsidian. I have ocean jasper. I've got crystal quartz. I mean, I have a whole shop in my bag because they make me, listen, (laughs) do what makes do what speaks to you. Do what makes you feel good. I mean, p- palm stones. I carry palm stones with me because I can't carry 9,000 skulls and all of the, the flames and the towers and everything else I've gotten from you. Could you imagine I show up with a couple of those big Labradorite altar stones that I got? Oh, my gosh. Here on my desk. Boom. You know, talk about are there rocks in your bag? They wouldn't be able to lift the bag up off the floor. But in all sincerity, the love and care that this wonderful woman takes with everything she does, that's why I feel so good about not just endorsing her writing and music, but Gallows Hill Witchery is an experience. Please come and join us. As a matter of fact, Talk about what we might have in store for tomorrow night. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I I have some beautiful things that I've never um, offered before, and I have some <laughs> of these sort of, like, favorites that, you know, I might have been um, out of. So I, I've, you know, I've kind of gotten – I definitely got a lot more um, – I have a lot more of the Merkabas. Because those people were just blown away by the Merkabas. So I brought, more, I got more yeah. Merkabas. I found more beautiful Merkabas. Nice. Um, yeah. I even, well, I, I had given one? one to, oh, awesome. I had <laughs> even given, I had given one, I brought one to Laurie Cabot. Um, and we sat uh-huh. together and talked about it. And it was, we had such a magical conversation about this Merkaba. So it was just like, I knew mm-hmm. she needed to have one. And she did not, she did yeah. not have one prior. And I was like, this is supposed, this told me it was supposed to be for you. And, um, and yep. it was just like, it was just incredible. You know, it was, we had this amazing conversation about the idea of the Merkaba. But it, it vibrates mm-hmm. in the chariot. And so, it yep. is a. It is in some ways a kind of a mode of transportation, right? So on some level, it's a mode of transportation, you know. And so it it helps us move through move through the spirit and move through the world, you know. Um, but it it also is the connect. It's the, just the connection, the soul connection. So it's just it's really it's an amazing piece. Like that shape is really special. I feel, and it's again, you know, it it's is. shape. Its shape has so much to do with its function, you know. So while the stone it's made out of is vibrating a certain way because of its because of its you know its mineral content, the shape that it is uh-huh. formed to is also creating an energy as well. And so when you layer those two things together, that's what makes it so yeah. amazing, you know. And um, can and I Laura tell you something a, real quick? I love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but. I, I I just have to tell you this. I did not know that about it being a mode of transportation, and I did not know about it being connected to the chariot. Here's what's funny. I bought two from you. One lives in my car. I love it. Had no idea. <laughs> Had no idea. No, that's hilarious. I, I you know, I love this it. is how magical. This is how magical you are. You never t- – did you ever tell me that? No, you did not. I, I don't but think I did. Somehow, no, you didn't, because Spirit told me to leave the damn one in the car and take the other one in the house, and I did. And I had no idea that it was any of that. See how perfect Spirit awesome. can be when you let things flow. That's amazing. And it's not like I bought a huge expensive one. They're, your prices are amazing. Did I mention? Thank the prices you. are amazing. There And there is something for everybody price range-wise as well. So don't feel like you have to dump your entire life savings. That's not what this woman is about. I'm just saying. There are beautiful showcase pieces, but there are also 
pieces that anybody can afford, honest and truly. I'm not made out of money. Wish I was. But that may be coming. Anyway, but, yes, that, but that's how spirit moves, and that's how magic works, you know. And if you connect to the right person to provide and help guide you to the right tool, these are the kinds of things that can happen. And I feel I have felt very protected since I got the Merkaba and put it in the car. And I'm a bit of a New York driver because that's where I'm from. I'm a Brooklyn baby, born in, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, so I'm a city brat. And, yeah, you know, we have a little bit of a hostility behind the wheel issue. And the Merkaba is great because I pick it up when I'm sitting in traffic, and I put it to my forehead. I mean, I do interesting things with it that I might not do with other stones, per se. And just something about it I find very comforting, and I love having it in the car because it's an unusual shape, and it's smooth, and it's pretty. And, you know, when I'm sitting there waiting for traffic to move, it gives me a focus other than rage, which is helpful. But Oh, my God, we've been talking almost an hour. Can you believe this? Anyway, so <laughs> yes, I enough can. about me. Oh, shit. Okay, so, um, okay, uh, people, where they can find Gallows Hill Witchery, if you're offering any classes, talk about the psychic teas um, and that it's still happening while we still have a few minutes. Sure, sure, absolutely. So the morning tea for this October is sold out. Um, but, uh, but we will have more events and, uh, like we just had our book launch, which was so amazing. And I love, I absolutely loved it. Um, we are Gallows Hill, Uh I'm Gallows Hill Witchery on, on Facebook. So if you do at Gallows Hill Witchery, that's, that's Gallows Hill Witchery where we host the live, I host the lives. Um, Mm -hmm. so those live sales go on, you know, after, after October, the live sales will be. Uh, twice a month it'll be every you know hopefully it'll be every other week and I'm hoping for one of them to be a Saturday night live and one of them to be a Sunday Sunday because those are those are the times that are really good for people um and that's what that's what we're that's what we're shooting for at this point um but there may be other lives as well and I I love I love bringing the jewelry as much as I love bringing the crystals so we're going to find time we're going to absolutely find time to do both because uh I love I love the jewelry I've always been I've always yep. been into jewelry uh, since I was a kid. So it's I've always been into crystals since I was a kid too. Um, yeah, so that's what I love to focus on. There are there are at times there are other things, but that's really those are those are really my jam. Um, and yeah. yeah, and so go your own way is also on Facebook, and it's um, it should be I believe it's at go your own way tribute. I believe is the at for huh? go your own way, and so it's at go your own way tribute. Um, if you're looking. For me personally, it's uh, facebook.com slash Salem Witch. So that's how you can find me. That's my Facebook um, address. And then, yeah, I mean, that's that's the band. That's <laughs> Gallows and Witchery. That's me. Um, and then once we're able to have big events um, with people in person, um, I'll be bringing back Spirit Beacon, which is a psychic fair and mystical marketplace, which is an in-person event that happens in the Salem area um, where I bring together psychics that I've worked with for decades along with amazing makers and uh, magical folk who create all manner of things. And I bring everybody together all under one roof for an amazing day. So, yeah, so that's Spirit that's Beacon, awesome. which is the events, that's the events business that I run. So, but I haven't been, I haven't been doing that obviously during the pandemic, but I'm definitely looking towards next year. Hopefully next March we will be able to host it because March has always been traditionally our hugest, uh, you know, our hugest spirit beacon. So I'm really, really hoping for that. So yeah, that's what, that's that's everything. I mean, and then like I'm on Instagram too. I'm on Instagram too. We're on Instagram, the psychic tea. Um, So look up the psychic tea on, um, on, Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm even on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. So <laughs> yeah. I'm getting to be awesome. to be everywhere. My TikTok my TikTok is pretty quiet right now, but it won't be after October. So um I'm definitely gonna be That's doing awesome. more doing more TikTok, yeah. And uh so uh this is a this is a busy time obviously as it's almost October here in Salem. Um, I've got yep. a bunch of witches in town right now that have never been to Salem before, which is exciting. So, 
So, um, Jason yeah, Mankey and his wife. Yeah. Jason Mankey and his wife Ari, <laughs> and also um, Thorn Mooney and her husband are here. Yeah. And so it's like um, we yeah. have we have plans. We're, we have a witch's field trip on Sunday, and my my calendar, our shared calendar on the phone, and goes. What's witch's field trip on Sunday? So I'm laughing and I'm like, you don't remember me telling you. So anyways, we're, I'm going to take them to some of the lesser known magical places. I'm letting, it's like, go explore the city and do everything that, you know, that I know you're going to find because it is geared towards you finding it. And then on Sunday, I'm going to take you to some witchy places yeah. that you wouldn't, you wouldn't just stumble across, you know? So we're going to go to some of so the, cool. the lesser known places that are magical here. And, um, and then we'll have dinner on, on Sunday night together and enjoy, enjoy an intimate dinner. So it's going to be fun. So I'm looking forward to that right before I go into the craziest, um, the craziest time. It's wonderful, but it's crazy, but it's wild, but it's great. So. Well, I am looking on? forward to, I'm very much looking forward to the next Gallows Hill gathering. So excited. Please send my love to my friends that you're going to be. (laughs) Yeah, I know, girl. Are you kidding? Oh, yes. And please send my regards to my friends that you're seeing on Sunday. Those are are friends of mine as well. And thank you so much for doing this with me. I have wanted to get you on for the longest time, and you were so sweet to say yes in the middle of all of this insanity, but I love you and I appreciate you, and I can't wait till tomorrow night. Everybody, Sandra Mariah Wright, the book is Lighting the Wick. Well, that's the new one. If you don't have Reading the Leaves, get that as well, and the upcoming one, Awakening the Crystal, is coming out March 29th next year. Will you come back on for that one, too? Oh, my gosh. I would love to. Yes. Yes, I would love to. I would love to get Wonderful. your feedback on it, and I'd love to talk about it. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Thank you again. Have a wonderful night. Really appreciate you doing this for me. Oh, <laughs> thanks so much, Rainy. The best. Blessed be all. Blessed, Blessed be Salem. Oh, gosh, yes. Got to get back to Salem. I haven't been there in so many years. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap it right there for tonight. For tonight, Please join me tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m. with Elohim Leofar is actually coming on for the hour. We are going to laugh and be very silly. So please join us. Have a great night, all. <laughs>